You're listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Loverage counseling podcast connecting home, school, and family. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. We're excited to be with you again. Hello, hello. So we're getting into the month of November. Uh, We wanted to talk about gratitude today because Mm -hmm. everywhere you look um, on social media, you know, ever the school assignments, everything kind of focusing on uh, Thanksgiving and uh, gratitude is a huge part of being happy and finding success. And there's a lot of science that that kind of falls around uh, gratitude and how it impacts our Mm -hmm. brain and how it impacts our lives. And so we just kind of wanted to share a little bit about gratitude and maybe how we can develop that in our students during this awesome month of celebration. Yeah, for sure. And it is so important, right? And I love fall. The leaves are changing. The weather's Mm -hmm. nice. There is a lot to be grateful for. And and so kind of the two big, I guess, subtopics within gratitude we're going to break down is why is is this important and how to develop it and help our students develop it, our children develop it. So to begin with, why is it important? And I, and I, Love this subject. It's one I've I've done a lot of reading on and research and personally try to develop within myself. But it's kind of interesting just to kind of think in the evolutionary bias us humans have with our brains. We negatively, for the most part, our brains love to grab a hold of the negative. Mm-hmm. And there's an evolutionary reason for that. You know, our ancient ancestors were in survival mode a lot of the time. You know, and they, they needed to be very clued in to the threats all around them. And uh, we, in today's world, for the most part, thank goodness, are not in that survival we're mode. We're in a safer place. Yep, yeah. yep, we're in a safer place. But our, but our minds, we still inherited that where we have that natural bias to kind of grab a hold of the negative stimuli and negative things in our life. Even though, for the most part, now, of course, there's, uh, you know, intense negative um, exceptions to that. But for the most part, we all are safe. We're okay. That doesn't mean our lives are perfect by any stretch, but we are safe. But our minds still gravitate to that negative bias. And so part of it, practicing gratitude, why that is important is it helps us be happy and kind of counteract that a little bit. Yeah, it helps to convince our brains that it doesn't need to protect us all the time. And we can, we we have this awesome ability to, you know, be aware of mm-hmm. what our brains are doing when mm-hmm. they're trying to protect us from all these negative, horrible things in the world. But we can counteract that by by making lists of things that are great and that for we're sure. grateful for and that, that are good going on in our lives. And, and that kind of counteracts the brain's need to protect and, and help us to survive. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is one of the, I mean, all of us, it's rare to meet a human who doesn't, if they're being honest with themselves and sincere, doesn't want to be happy, right? And this is one of the key ways to have happiness in your life, regardless of your circumstances. And, and it's, it's critical because it helps us be content. And, and especially, I mean, we talked about technology and digital literacy and social media a lot, but so much of that feeds the discontent, just not feeling okay, not feeling, you know, the fear of missing out that we see online, the, the, all the negative stuff, but it helps us be content and happy with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, a, analogy that I've shared before in another podcast, but uh, a thing that my students hear all the time, I love the idea, quick synopsis, right? That we all have two wolves fighting inside of us. There's a 
a dark, scary wolf that represents hatred and sadness and depression and negativity and, and all these dark, scary things. And there's a good wolf that is light and goodness and love and peace and happiness. And every day we decide which wolf wins by which one we feed. You know, and then we decide that by gratitude is a great way to feed that good wolf to strengthen those muscles in ourself. And, and, and we can look for that in our relationships, right, with, mm-hmm. with those around us. I mean, any given day, I, and, and I appreciate Miss J for this, and, and we, we both try to do this, I'm sure. But any given day we come to work, I'm sure Tanya can find things about me that I, I'm an imperfect person, as we all are. But she is really good at looking for the good and, and celebrating that in our relationship and our dynamic. And we try to reciprocate that with each other in, in our workplace and with the students we work with. But again, sure. relationships, our happiness, it, it's so many layers to that. Yeah. And that goes for ourselves as well, because I think we're our own worst critics. And Definitely. so we have a hard time letting go of the disappointments and the, the letdowns and the things that we think that have that we've made mistakes. And so I think being grateful for, for strengths and being grateful for the things that we're doing right. And even just calling attention to them and just making them, bringing them forth in your consciousness, because it, it's so easy, uh, especially with kids, I'll talk to them all the time <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, my life's ruined. Mm-hmm. My day is, you know, it's over. Everything's over. And when you get talking to them, it's just one thing that yeah. maybe went wrong during the day. And so it's, it's a challenge to get them to focus on, well, what are some things that went right today? Mm-hmm. And, and don't let one bad thing overwrite everything else that went well in the day. And so I think when you're, when you're focused on gratitude, it really does help you to bring all of those good things that happened to the forefront, like we were talking about, that primitive brain wants to remember mm-hmm. the bad because that's what it has to protect us from. But, but if we bring those things to the forefront within ourselves even, because no one's criticizing us as much as we do our own for sure, For sure. And so we really have to do a lot of work to convince ourselves that we're okay and that we make mistakes, but, but everything will be fine. We just need to, to focus on the good things. No question. And, and one of the, I mean, this just popped in my brain, but one, one thing we learn about in relationships, marriage specifically, obviously our students are married, but any relationship, uh, John Gottman's a famous, you know, marriage therapist Mm -hmm. that talks about how the ideal ratio of positive to negative in any relationship, marriages or friendships, or I would argue for ourselves is five to one where we're looking for five good interactions, five good things about your partner, about your friend, about your child, about yourself for every one negative. And that takes work, especially like what you're saying, Tanya, especially with ourselves where we could be our own worst critics, Mm -hmm. positively, proactively, explicitly looking for the good and takes practice. Yeah, I think sometimes we think that if we are always focused on our weaknesses or we're focused on the things that we've done wrong or we're chastising ourselves or that somehow Mm -hmm. we're helping ourselves to become better. (laughs) But I think it's just the opposite. Like I think if we dwell on those things, then it becomes very much a challenge to overcome because your self-talk and the things that you're thinking about yourself become very, you know, dragged down in all Mm -hmm. of the, the past history. But if you switch that way of thinking to things that are more positive, then you naturally start to draw yourself into that more kind of higher order level of, of sure. being. And so I, I think that we sometimes think we're we're helping ourselves by being that way and we're really not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And to be clear, that doesn't mean we're sweeping up the stuff we got to deal with under the rug. Not at all. That's why I like the five to one. It's not five to zero. It's realizing, yes, we could still improve, 
but focusing on the good helps those good aspects grow. And then when there are negative things in a relationship or with ourselves, we can kind of yeah. move forward to that. That's kind of a slight aside from gratitude, but it's all tied together, <laughs> it's right? All tied together. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as some tips to how to help ourselves and our students develop gratitude, I, I think that's so critical um, as you're working with your you know, intermediate school age children or whatever age, um, just some tips that we kind of thought of. I, I think first and foremost, model gratitude, right? In, in your own interactions with your students, how you talk. Of course, there's stressful things in life. Of course, there's tough things. And again, we're not saying you just ignore those and never talk about them, but also purposefully focus on the good in your life because we all have good, beautiful, wonderful things in our life in addition to those tough things. Yeah. yeah, and it might just sound like, you know, oh, it's, you know, your dad and I are really stressed out right now because of what's going on, but I'm so grateful that we can come out into this beautiful day and the the weather is so wonderful and you can kind of just say, it's really helping me to feel better and yeah. helping me to feel less stressed by focusing on these things. And, and just by talking through that, I think that sets a great precedent for kids and a good example for them because then they can see that you're, you're not sweeping anything into the rug. You mm-hmm. are stressed about it. But you're going to switch your focus to something yeah. else that's that's going to make you feel better. No, I love that idea and that that example. Yeah, that they see you kind of grapple with the stresses in your mm-hmm. life, but also choosing to focus on the good. And I think I think telling your kids what you're grateful for. And and I love this, and it's so important. Explicitly tell your child what you're grateful for about them. Yeah. You know, who, I mean, I get kind of verklempt just thinking of these parent-child relationships with my own kids, with, with you and yours, but, but and, and put yourself back when you were a child, you know, 11, 12, 13, and your parents told you how great you were or what they loved about you or what they were grateful for. Who doesn't like hearing that? And again, that doesn't mean you, you, you totally make something up. Be sincere and authentic in it, but let them know what they're doing well and just express gratitude and say, I, you know, I'm grateful that when you do this, I, I love when you do that. And, and again, that models that it, it cements and strengthens your relationship and, and just kind of reinforces that for them. Yeah. I so love that. It reminded me of something that I used to do with my kids you know, my kids are grown now. They're in their twenties, but when they were growing up, especially in their younger, like elementary school years, we would uh, every night do tuck-ins, which I'm sure many mm-hmm. of you guys do. Um, but we would do tuck-ins, and part of our tuck-in routine was we would say five things, and mm. I would just say five things, and they would both start to list five good things they, they're grateful for. And some nights were hard. Some nights <laughs> there weren't a lot. You know, at first there were not a lot of things to be grateful for, or they would have a you know set number of things that they would always say, mm-hmm. um, but. But some days it was a struggle to think about it. And so it was kind of fun to all sit together and be, well, what could you be grateful mm. for today? And kind of think through the day and, well, what about this? Or what about your, you know, that time that you spent with your friends today? Or what about the A you got on your test? Or, you know, how would those things fit into that? And so now it's kind of fun as they're adults because I can I can just remind them, you know, well, have you done five things lately? And mm. they know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and I think that they've seen the, the impact in that. And so if you can build those routines in, to to your to your day where it's just something that becomes kind of automatic for you I think that is huge that's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of the work out of no, this for sure. because it's just going to be a habit and and then again you're like you're saying your brain naturally looks for that I love that idea I, I want to start trying that with my five-year-old I think that <laughs> yeah, would be yeah. good as part of tucking time um, some other ideas again good for you and or your students 
thank you notes and texts. Again, who doesn't like receiving a sincere text of gratitude or a note of gratitude? That that always feels good. And 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 I, I mean, doing this little podcast right now makes me think of that people in my life who I haven't maybe reached out to for in a while that have meant a lot to me. Just sending them a, a quick email or a message of gratitude and just saying, hey. Remember when you did that? Or, you know, thank you for that. It made me think of another example. So <laughs> when you're, you know how every year the t- a lot of people will send out like a family card at Christmas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they'll send out like a, a, this is what our family's been doing and they'll do like a little newsletter or something. Well, one year I decided that I was going to write um, letters to people I was grateful mm-hmm. for. And I that was one of the best things that I could have done in any of the Christmases that I've had is because it really helped me to focus on things that other people have done for me. And, and I heard back from some of the people after I sent those out, like, thank you so much for sending that because you're right. People love to be, to be thanked and they Mm -hmm. love to be appreciated and they love to be, you know, and it creates those stronger bonds between you because they recognize that you appreciate them and and that things haven't been done and just gone unnoticed. So yeah, anytime you can reach out, I think that just is a huge, huge, way to build happiness in both your life and the person that you're grateful for. No question. I mean, and, and just, again, I, the broader social discourse right now in our country, obviously, we could use more thoughts of gratitude and kindness. And just thinking of social media and how people interact online or in different environments so much of it is looking for at what we dislike about each other. Yeah, we're so critical of each other. It's crazy. Yeah, and just, again, feeding that good because we all have things that are lovable and likable and, and just learning to look for that in others and especially in ourselves, like yeah. we talked about, and, and modeling that for our students and explicitly talking about it with our children is think, thinking so is so powerful. Um I think thanking someone mentally, kind of go again with the notes. Is this is I pulled these from a online list I saw. I love that idea. Not even that you have to do it, right? I could think of, you know, my deceased grandfather who always meant so much for me in my life. And just if I could talk to him right now in my life, or what would I say to him? And just all the gratitude and love that only helps me, right? That only makes me feel good and positive and and grateful in my life. Yeah. I actually watched a TED Talk not too long ago where they were talking about if you're having a conflict with someone or you're having maybe like even a work conflict or something, that if you can somehow muster or even say in your mind, I love you, Mm -hmm. or I would even say that if you said, I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. you, that it can totally like change the direction of the conversation. Because as soon as you start to think in that way, even if you're disagreeing, even if you're having a conflict, even if you're, you know, fundamentally, you know, on different platforms, you you can still find those ways to connect. And I think it's about connection a lot of times. For sure. And sure. so, you know, think to yourself just mentally, I can, I'm grateful for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the challenge, I'm grateful for this <laughs> challenge, right? I'm grateful for this, for someone pushing me and making me think out, outside the box or whatever. Like you can be grateful for those things, even if it's what you might think of as a negative situation. I, I love it. Um, gratitude journal. I mean, that's kind of cliche, but uh, very powerful. I've been doing, I have an app 
called Presently, and there's a million different apps, but this is one that I really enjoy that gives me a daily reminder. And I've I've not been perfect, meaning not every day, but I'm up to 300 days now. Very in, good. In, in the last year, I started about a year ago, and so obviously I've missed a few, but I've noticed a difference in myself, and I'm able to reflect. And in fact, as the day goes on, if a cool little thing happens, like the other day I was outside and a, a flock of geese flew over a flying V, and I just pulled out the app and wrote flock of geese flying overhead or when something at school happens a cool interaction with a student or seeing a teacher i mean yesterday for example mrs bateman one of our math teachers i observed her do just something so generous and kind to a student and i wrote that in my journal real quick i just and you don't have to go super in depth but again just noting i just said bateman Awesome with student. That's all I put in my journal. But again, just kind of savoring and noting the good. And it, I've, I really have noticed a difference in, you know, my happiness and just instinct to look for the good. And you're right. And there's all kinds of journals that, that you can keep track of those in. I've seen, you know, journals where you can put stickers in mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, do like a bullet journal or draw little doodles. I've seen uh, journals that are like a five-year journal where you just write a little paragraph for for yeah. every day for and it's five years. Oh, so that's cool. you turn to the page that's like October 30th and you see everything that's happened in the mm-hmm. years before, which is really fun to like look back at the great things that have mm-hmm. happened in previous years. And, and so there's all kinds of ways to do that. There's apps like you mentioned. So if, if you're someone who likes to document or who <laughs> likes to keep track that way, you know, find the way that works for you and that you really love. And that can actually be something that can help your gratitude grow because you're doing something that you you love to do yeah, in, a, in a way that you love to do it. And, so. and, and again, just focusing on the good in your life. And these these are things that, I mean, I'm sure you agree, Tanya, but so many of our students are just lacking in this this basic ability to just focus on the good. And, and some of our students do have tough lives, and, and we don't ever minimize that. We don't want to minimize the negative. We just want to maximize the good, right? We want to help them where we can. If they have power to control some of those tough things in life, no question we're going to help them on that. But we, in the same token, we want to help with the, the magnifying the good, the positive. Um, the last kind of idea, these kind of all go together. I love the spiritual aspect of gratitude. And, and to be clear, that could be, you know, the idea of a soul or a God, religion, church. But meditation, I, I med- try to meditate most days. That could be a powerful thing. The idea of prayer and expressing gratitude to a higher power, if that's your belief system, that there is definitely power in that and, and just I mean you don't even need to believe in, in a, a God per se you could just thank the universe or you know thank yeah. this day for these good things that happen but again just acknowledging the good around yeah. you yeah there's so many ways to do that I mean we talked at the beginning of the podcast about you know the fall season Mm -hmm, and the beautiful mm -hmm. leaves and you know there's so many things just every day to be grateful for and so and we really are you know we have three aspects to ourselves um we have mind body Mm -hmm. spirit mind Mm -hmm. body soul and you'll hear people talk about those all the time especially in wellness and so um one of the one of the things that are important is to have balance between the three of those right and so you know school's totally secular and we Mm -hmm. don't bring a Mm -hmm. lot of religion into it but we do address a lot of the aspects of self which which equates to my to me with like your spirit or your soul but those are those are things that that we can address um, with students all the time mm-hmm. and 
keep it very, you know, secular and, mm-hmm. and school appropriate, but it's, it's those three aspects. And so, and we rely on parents to mm-hmm. address those parts as well, because you know, there's a lot of things that we can't talk about in school, um, rightly so, mm-hmm. um, because those should be left to parents and your, and the value systems that you guys have. But what the ideal situation is, is if we can teach what we're able to teach here and then, and then parents are backing it yeah. up with what they teach and bringing their value systems into it. And that's when it really becomes super effective. So totally. this is what I love is just like teaming up with parents. It's the reason we do the podcast. It's the reason we leave our doors open mm-hmm. for parents to come in because that's when it's most effective. And we see the most effective growth for students is when we can all be on the same page and we're all tackling different aspects mm-hmm. of it. And we're helping kids to build these really, really good skills, which gratitude is one of the most yeah. important important ones that we can have them develop. And so where I'm grateful for this season, I'm grateful for this time where we can talk about gratitude and really like focus in on it and give kids the assignments or give them the challenges to, to do this in their lives, because it really is something they can control. We talked, you talked a little bit about, you know, focusing on the things that they control. And we're probably going to do a whole Mm -hmm. podcast on this idea of control, but um, but kids a lot of times have hard lives and they don't, they don't have a lot of control over yeah. things, but, but this is one thing that they can control. They For can sure. control their thoughts. They can control what they're focused on. They can control the, the level of gratitude that they have in their lives. And it's what, it's something that they control that really makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. No question. And on that note, we always thank you for tuning in. We, we love, you know, that you're listening to this, kind of communicating with us. Reach out to us. If you ever have any thoughts, insights you want to share, don't hesitate to give us a call. Come in, email us. Um, if there's any way we, we could do different or talk about on this podcast or ways to help your student or our school or our community, we're here for you. We're, we feel very grateful to be counselors and to work with you and your awesome students. Yes, please share the, spread the word about our podcast. We'd love to reach more parents. And so if you're sharing with the people that, that you know at our school or even outside of our school, we would love to have that happen. So thanks again for listening and have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, thank you.